Welcome back, everybody, to the Boiling Point Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. We here, back at it again, like a rerun. Just kidding. But <laughs> we're back with another topic, and we're going to talk about social media versus mental health. Now, what does that mean? Pretty self-explanatory. How does social media play a part in our mental health and vice versa? Because your mental health can lead you to social media, depending on where you are in your mind. So I have here with me Brittany and Michael, regulars. So a fun time. Say what's up to the people, guys. Yo. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) All right. So usually we'd start this by asking what's social media, what's mental health? But let's just jump right into what this really is about. (laughs) How do you guys think social media affects someone's mental health? I'm going to get to the real meat and potatoes of this podcast. Go ahead, Mike. So I personally feel like social media um, plays a lot of parts in a lot of our mental health, like how people are in our generation, especially um, go about like living, go about dealing with other people, um, go about relationships, go about a lot of things. Since social media is like a way of connecting with other people, like instantly. And for some people, social media is like an outlet for them. A lot of the things that we see on social media kind of like dictate how we move with within like relationships, friendships, um, even like how we treat our family members and stuff. I know a lot of people who go on social media and follow a whole bunch of like relationship accounts just so that they can be constantly reminded of like, yeah, you deserve someone that's good for you, deserve someone that's better for you, or it like it can be positive and negative, for example. Like, so the people who have all that stuff on their social media and they're not in a relationship, they look at it and they're just like, damn, I wish I was in one. It seems like everybody else is happy. Um, it's like everybody wants to live, I guess, what social media portrays a relationship to be. And when they don't get those results, that's kind of that kind of like messes with their mental health. Not even just that, like another thing it could play a part in is like how you view yourself. Um, social media has a lot of ways for you, for people to be fooled with like their image. You can edit photos, you can make certain things brighter, you can make your skin look better or whatever it is. And when I guess normal people, um, look at celebrities or anybody who has a big following and they see that they look a certain way or they have a whole bunch of followings because they look a certain way, they kind of look back on themselves and they're like, yo, what's going on with me? For example, the BBL thing that's happening right now, every girl, not I'm not going to say every girl, but there are a lot of women out here getting BBLs because they're not too happy about their bodies and how they look. And it's either that, it's either they don't want to, a BBL is pretty much like a procedure where you, it's either you remove fat or you, you move fat from certain areas into your ass or your butt cheeks. Brazilian <laughs> butt lift, bro. Just yeah, fast. <laughs> and because so many celebrities go from looking like sticks or go from looking like like bigger versions of themselves until and then they get the BBL and they all of a sudden their ass is fat and shit. They're like, oh, why can't I look like that? 
some people don't want to put in the work and the effort that it takes for them to eventually get to that point. They'd rather just go for the quick fix. So, yeah. No, that's facts. I agree. I think um, social media sets unrealistic expectations all the time. So I agree with you completely. Surprise guest. What's going on, Chris? I'm screaming. <laughs> Yo, what's up, guys? <laughs> I agree with what Michael just said and what you know Chris briefly just said. <laughs> I think one thing that it is important to consider when it comes to social media is how it makes you feel about yourself because yeah people think about relationships and you know including other people but when you look on social media and see all these happy people and you're like damn huh my life's not like that but in reality social media is fake everybody wants I think social media dictates a lot how people treat themselves because they see a lot of people who work out or are just skinny or smaller versions of other people. And they believe that that's how you should look and that's the criteria for beauty. And that's what starts tearing people's mental health down to believe like, if I don't look like this, then I'm not worthy of being called beautiful or I'm not worthy at all. And that is 100% bullshit because like, <laughs> if people are sitting here faking for the likes, then what what's the purpose of that? I don't I don't get it. Everybody wants to pretend like they're so happy when in reality life sucks. It's it's not great, but this social media that came out, it gives people an illusion. It gets it gives you a chance to be like, oh snap, they can do this so that I can. And I'm not just I'm not saying that everything on social media is negative, like people promoting their own businesses and getting the support from other people. That's we love that. But in terms of body image or like Michael was saying, relationship image um, of the things you should and shouldn't do, there's no such thing as what you should and shouldn't do. Newsflash, all this is made up. Literally everything in the world is made up. The word world is made up. Like, it's just, it's all fathomed, you know, out of nothing. So I guess it's up to you to decide how social media is going to affect you. And I think it's important to take breaks because if you don't, you might get, you know, sucked into the the fake world and deluded to believe things that are not necessarily true. I would like to go off what you said about um, it not just being a negative space, but a positive space as well. Um, So if we're going back to the topic of like appearances, um, because a lot of people look at all of these celebrities and they all look one way, or a lot of women in this world look one way, people who don't look that way are obviously Um, They feel like they're put at a disadvantage because they don't look like what every man or female or woman, my fault, are going for. Um, They feel like they're nothing. So when celebrities like um, Corleroy or Lizzo post stuff and it's their bodies just naturally how they are, um, it's a lot of positivity. But there's also a lot of hate because, you know, people... um, Social media playing a big factor in people's perceptions of like how you should look. Um, they see that and they're just like, ew, like that's disgusting or ew, you should eat more food or in Lizzo's case, they said that she should eat less or she should exercise or whatever it is. But um, on the positive note for that, it's like people who don't fit that aesthetic or that um, appearance that, that that everybody else is going for, they see Lizzo, they see Coleroy, people with different body shape, um, body sizes, they're like really happy because they feel like they're kind of being represented in some way, shape or form. 
Do you think that your mental health has been affected positively or negatively by social media? And can you like tell us a little bit about that? Media has played a factor in my mental health being like negative. Um, so like, I know I keep going back to this, but like when my brother passed away, I didn't find out from anybody in my family. Like no one came and told me. I found out from going on Instagram and seeing a picture of him being dead. Like, and that really upset me because I don't know, I just feel like you should tell the family and kind of let them know about the situation before everyone goes and posts about it because it's like a shocker to everybody else who doesn't know. Also, I feel like you need permission before you do something like that because that's really fucked up. Um, But because of that, I was really angry with my cousin who was the one who posted it because I just felt like you could have reached out to me. You could have reached out to anybody within his direct or immediate family and let them know about the situation. Um, But that wasn't the case. It was kind of like a, if you know, you know type thing. So, yeah. I can see how that's like really jarring because you probably having a great day and then seeing something like that and not being told that it's like, well, shit. Okay, then. (laughs) Since this is what we're doing now. I feel like, yeah, that, that's really um, frustrating yeah, and upsetting. Uh, I feel like someone definitely should have, like, reached out to you beforehand, before. consulted anything. Like, even just, like, a heads up would have been nice. Um, I feel like that's, like, the worst way to find out that kind of news. Uh, I'm sorry that, like, that's something you have to deal with. Thanks. For me, I think it's it was mostly negative until I started to learn how to, like, love myself. Um, I think there's a lot of unrealistic expectations on social media, especially Instagram uh so it's just like a bunch of models or people that work out or they'll be like they work out but they actually like got surgery and then there's different body goals and stuff like that and as a woman in today's society it's like you feel like you have to be at a certain level of like attractiveness all the time I guess um but then the positive part of social media is just I guess I've made some internet friends I, I think that's a really good point. The uh, When you start to love yourself, you feel like it, it became more positive for you. I think that's really cool because um, I think that's an important part of it, right? I, I think what, you, what, what you're affected by has to do with like how you perceive yourself and how you view yourself. So if you're not happy with your situation, I feel like you're going to be thinking like, oh, dang, like they're outside, I'm inside, right? But if you're like, no, nah, it's cool. I, I'm loving what I'm doing right now and I'm doing me. That's all that matters. Then you're not going to be affected by all the other BS online. I think... That when Rona happened, or we're still in Rona, but like when it was more like prominent in our nation and everything, and we was on lockdown and shit, um, it was very, very frustrating for some people. Not me, I didn't really care, but like for some people who was um, not listening to any of the rules that we had to follow, who wasn't locked, being locked down, who wasn't staying in their houses, who wasn't, um, I guess following the social distancing guidelines and shit and they was just out traveling they was out being with everyone they was out partying and it was frustrating because it feels like everybody else just has to adhere to like these rules but you're over here posting you going everywhere and doing all these things so it's like i think it was more of like a jealousy thing because it's like they want to be able to do the same things that everybody else that that person is doing but because of like the state of the state of like, I guess the world right now is, like, it's not possible. I wanted to say a positive way that social media has affected me, right? It was positive and negative. Mm-hmm. 
So for the positive side, I feel like I've met a lot of people who shared the same interests as me. And I felt like when times I felt like um, alone or sad or down, I've always always had people to go to, even though I never met them before. So, uh, yeah, I'm one of those weirdos that be talking to people in like Texas and <laughs> all across. Like amigo group chats. <laughs> yeah, like group chats on Instagram, like um, talking about like hip hop and different albums we like and stuff like that. That was always fun. I don't do it so much anymore. And then the negative stuff, just for me, I don't know if it, well, I said it before, but I don't know if it was like glitching again. So I'll say it again. Um, sometimes I like compare myself and then I get in my head and I'm like, I thought you loved yourself. Like, why are you comparing yourself? Why are you worried about other people? So then I delete everything. But then when I'm like, fine, because I deleted everything, I'm not focused on other people. I think when I get back on social media, am I going to be like feeling the same way again? So then I'm like, how do I have social media and love myself at the same time? That's something I'm trying to figure out because I want to be able to look at things and not be bothered all the time or not all the time, but some of the time and just live my life and not really care what other people are doing as much as I can care sometimes. Um, Another thing is a positive. I just, um, I don't, now I don't really like talk to people as often as I used to. So I guess it's nice to know people are okay through social media and I don't have to like text them but like they seem like they're doing fine and if anything if something was wrong they would reach out but it's nice to just like have an update without directly reaching out if that makes sense so yeah I want to like add to two of your points I think one of them was that you want to be able to go back to social media and still like be happy and still be able to like I guess accept yourself or I, I believe that's what you were saying um, I guess I really had a question. It was like, what do you see on social media that mm-hmm. makes you feel this way? And then another thing was, why, what are some ways that you could like make it not affect you? Like, for example, like getting rid of those accounts, um, not associating yourself with those people. Yeah, like what are ways besides, I guess, deleting social media and then coming back that you've, you've like used to make being on social media an easier thing for you mm-hmm. so the first question was what do you see what do i see that affects you negatively on um, social media? okay so what do i see i just see people living their lives I, that's really it like it's nothing like oh i see someone with like a big butt or like a little waist or like nothing like that it's just like it's regular people not even celebrities to be honest because I just know it's it's not it's not I can never get to that level because I don't have that money. So I'm not even gonna do that to myself. It just be regular people. I'm like, oh, they on vacation, they lit, I'm home. <laughs> like, oh, they got this job that's lit for them. Dang, I wonder what job I'm gonna get. Like I just start overthinking and it's anything I see, like it's nothing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It could be anything to be honest. And I just start overthinking and questioning, like, things in my life. And then the question, the other question was, what do I do besides delete? 
Um, what else could media? you do or some other ways? Coping um, mechanisms. What else do I do? Honestly, I I don't I don't think you could do it on your iPhone, like limit the time you're on stuff. But I don't do that because I just I just do it within myself. Like I'm like, all right, you've been there too long by like just go somewhere else, go on YouTube. Even though that's social media too, but I don't really count that. So yeah, um I just don't stay on things for too long. Or I or I only look at like certain things that I know won't trigger me. Uh, I think social media at times does have really good advice. Uh, I think sometimes it can help you be like, like you can be on social media constantly comparing yourself to people. Then you'll get that one video where it's like, stop comparing yourself. Be you. Live your best life, right? Like you are a god of your own reality. And I'm like, oh shit, like hold on. Like they're kind of onto something right now. Um, So I feel like it's like moments like that that I'm like, oh cool. It it gives me kind of like that break in that space to be like, yeah, I should kind of focus on myself or not necessarily focus on myself, but I should be happy with what I have. Like there are people who are in worse situations than me, people who are in better situations than me, but no matter what, I should always be grateful for the things that I have around me. Um, so I think that's, what's really important about it as well as like always like being appreciative of what you have. Um, and then negatively, uh, I would say the same thing, like comparing myself. It's just, I don't do that. I don't do that often. Um, because that's when I do start to get bogged down and I'm like, oh damn, like, obviously that person's in a better situation than me or this person's doing more than I can, than I'm doing right now. So, um, I just try to avoid that. And okay. that's really it. I was, you was, you was stating facts. I'm not gonna hold you. <laughs> Cause I'm not gonna hold you when I see those, those videos too. And they'd be like, you can make your life anything you want it to be, or you got to put the effort in. Da, 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 da. I just be sitting there like, damn, you're not wrong. But like, Am I willing to do that right now? <laughs> That's the real question. Nah, exactly. It, it's the worst, too, because it'll be like 3 a.m. when I see this video. And I'm like, That's facts. I can do everything I want right now. But it's like, Bro, go to sleep. Like, you, you got to get up in like four hours. Like, calm down. But, um, about, about, you said something earlier about, um, about like relationship advice. And I want to talk about, you know, like on TikTok, they do like that whole like red flag trend. You guys ever seen those videos? Yeah. Um, you haven't seen those videos? So it'd be something like, uh, if you're ever like a guy starts talking to you and you're talking about musicians and he says Kanye West is a genius, they're like, that's a red flag immediately. You shouldn't talk to that person anymore. So like TikTok will have like things like that, um, about really, ooh, excuse me, about relationships. So, um, so I think like that's a negative and a positive because some of them are like actually really good things, right? Like, uh, red flag, maybe you find yourself constantly giving to another person, but they're not giving you anything in return, right? I think that's a red flag. That's a problem. You shouldn't be in that kind of situation. But something silly like, oh, Kanye West is a genius. People will literally be like, yeah, I can't. I have to stop talking to this person because he said X, Y, and Z, which is absurd, right? Which is, I feel like, same thing with like Zodiac signs sometimes. I feel like people drag that a little too far. So, yeah. I just want to, yes. Um, that has been one of the most annoying things that I've been seeing on social media is the fact that like, if you're a specific sign or if you're a rising moon or a soaring wind or whatever the hell it is, that you, because you are that sign, that you're gonna be this specific way. And it's like, no, that's that's just not how life works. Like I'm my own person, I have my own personality. And just because I'm Aquarius doesn't mean I'm 
I don't know, like, I don't even know what they'd be saying because I don't care. But, like, I just hate how people will see stuff like that on social media and then it just becomes their personality. Like, that's that's all there is to them. Yes. Yes. It, it literally becomes their personality and they, they start dragging shit. And that's, I'm like, bro, you have a problem. Like, take a look Some at the Some of the stuff be facts, though. Some of the stuff be facts. Like, I don't feel like I it's mean, facts. I, I just feel like it's coincidental. I don't know about coincidental because they're okay. I don't really, I just associate signs with things that I've seen in those people personally. So you're an Aquarius. So I take note of how you are. And if I see other Aquarius act like that, I'm like, hmm, cool. Doesn't really change anything though, because you're you and they're them. It is what it is. And I feel like the way I interpret it is different from a way like say Brittany would interpret it or something like that. Like, I look at it as a way to understand people better, but if somebody else wants to be like, yeah, hmm, I'm a Scorpio, you're a Sagittarius, I can't fuck with you. I don't care. (laughs) What? No, you don't. What? Huh? Like, what does A have to do with Z? Like, stop. But it's just, I I don't think it's coincidental, but I don't think people should push it as far as they do like yeah i would never date this side if you go your whole life without knowing somebody's sign and then you find out that they're a sign that you think you're not compatible with you immediately gonna stop talking to them no no like come on i just want to say i feel like social media like if we're if we're going back to the relationship thing social media makes it like unacceptable for you to not for you to not like fully agree with your partner if that makes sense because like I feel like in normal relationships there's just certain things y'all aren't going to agree on and that's normal but like on social media they'd be like like when um if, if we're going back to what Christian was saying about like oh the red flags and stuff like that me seeing videos like that it just gives me the feeling of okay so if I don't like these three things then and that that means I can't be with you because are, like, are you afraid to disagree with things? Like, is that an insecurity for you? Like, it, it, I don't know. I just look at people like that and just be like, okay, so there's nothing wrong with me like it's something different from you, but it's such a problem for you that it's just like, you don't want to be, you don't want to be like near me, I guess. And I, I look at that as yeah. more of like an insecurity within that person than a problem within me. Cause I feel like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm missing out like in a good way. Like, okay, cool. Like, I just dodged a bullet because God damn. Yeah. <laughs> like, but um, I agree. I, I think uh, with like with that, like social social media can be really polarizing where you have like two opposites, like just duking it out, always arguing and nobody wants to listen to the other person. Um, they're just like, oh, I just came online to like spew my opinion out and that's it. Leave it at that. And I'm just going to disagree with everybody with like no matter what they say, even if they're right, I'm still just going to like, like have beef. So I feel like People will, will hide behind their phones and then that's it. That's all they'll do all day. They'll bully, they'll like troll. They just do the most just because they're protected. And that's it. Oh, another thing that I feel like negatively affects me for social media is just like how you can, you have access to so much and sometimes it's too much. You don't know how much to give yourself. Like, all right, don't look at 20 videos of just people like black people being killed every day like almost every day last time in the summer last year that's all you saw or like that's all that was on social media and that's all people talked about and you couldn't escape it so sometimes 
it's just too much. You can't stop because you want to know everything that's happening. But is it good for your mental health to know that what everything is happening? Like, you don't have to know. You'll find out on the news either way. Like, the news is not constantly like, oh, this person died. Here's the video on social media. It's on everything. People share it. They don't put no trigger warning. You just like, oh, here's this person about to die. And you watch you like, oh, okay. That was great. Thanks for that. And then you just go about your day. But it feels weird because you just watch somebody die. Like, that's kind of weird. I, I I agree with that one because I think um, as of recently, especially after the whole everything that happened last year, like it's just so much black tragedy going on. And then people are starting to believe that that is all we are. That is all we're concerned about. I don't want to see people die. I, nobody wants to see anyone die. Like it happens every day, but that shouldn't be the thing you associate with black people or anybody like people are just people regardless shit happens people need to be held accountable for those things and then we can move on because that's all we can do is move on you know you can be sad about it for a little while but at the end of the day i don't have time to watch like like you said 20 videos of like just horror like just horrible stuff it's just i don't want to see it i don't like i'm sorry that happened but i can't like hold on to that anymore that's not something that I want to be part of my life every single day. Like it's good to be, it's good to be educated, but traumatizing yourself like that over and over again, it's like, okay, for example, Dave Chappelle says something like this, like we're in the age of spin, which means no one knows what they are even looking at anymore. Like it's just so much tragedy happening over and over again. And once we get over one, another one happens and another one happens and another one happens. It's almost like we, we can't care anymore because it's just so much. We just expect it. And it's just like, <sighs> that's really sad that we can't care about every single one. But it's also, I guess like kind of lifting a weight because if we sit here and we mourn every single person who has ever died, especially at the hands of someone who they didn't need to die from, you know, because let's just leave it at that. It's just it's too much. And then that also like starts to deteriorate your mental health because you just you don't know what to do anymore. You don't know how to feel anymore. You just Like, for example, it's probably sad, right? I'm about, what I'm about to say. But every day that I get out of bed, I make my peace with dying. Like, I'm just like, all right, something might go wrong today. And I'm okay with that. You know, I've, done, I've lived a good life, you know. And I tell my mom and my brothers, you know, my whole family that, I, well, I don't know about whole immediate family that I love them. So they know. And if something were to happen, they know that, you know, they don't have to wonder like, oh, yeah, you know. What was the last thing she was thinking? But it shouldn't be that I have to make my peace with that. But I think I'm more at risk because I'm black. And that's kind of like even being in cobalt skills sometimes makes me worry because it's just like there are people that look at me and they don't want me around. It's like I'm going to be here anyway. So whatever you're going to do, just know you got to keep that thing on you 24-7. You feel me? I'm just saying. But my point is all not all but people any people shouldn't be reduced to tragedy so when you see 
like black people getting killed over and over again, that's not all that should be associated with black people, whether it's Latinx, black, white, whatever, shouldn't be reduced to that. So yeah, that's, it's a long winded way of saying, I don't have time or energy to embrace that. I wasn't going to be long, but I was going to say the other thing is most of the time when we're seeing black people being killed, we're not seeing any type of justice for it. So then that just doesn't help the situation at all. Or the justice that we're seeing is something that's like, oh, this officer got like two days in prison. Like, okay, that what is that doing? Or they're still keeping their jobs or just nothing's happening. And then um, also with us being in a pandemic, I mean, right now it's not as bad. People are getting vaccinated. But before the marches and stuff that we wanted to do it's kind of harder and like I didn't want to put myself at risk so I sometimes I felt like I can't go to the city and be with people and like support in the way that I know how to because when I had eye surgery and I didn't want to like be in the middle of pandemic and like be sick and I feel like there's not much for us to do like it's kind of just presented in our faces and then we're kind of just here like okay how do we we can't really fix it because when we fix it or get it get it get some attention something else happens i agree with you Trine. i agree with i agree with you Trine. sorry my bad english is kind of hard right now um but i do think it's like really layla was saying because you you constantly have to like relive that and relive that pain and it's not you can't really escape it it's, it's timeless i feel like on the internet right like it'll always be there no matter what you do um, especially when like everything's at the heights constantly in your face as you're scrolling through like your feed. Uh, and you, I feel like you have two options. You're either like, uh, Trina said with like, there's, it's, there's no justice being seen. Right. So you just kind of sit there with that frustration and you kind of just sit there all day with that. And then you watch another video and then same thing, no justice is being had. So you're just even more frustrated. Like, where is this going? Where's that like frustration going? Where you, what are you putting it into? Um, then I feel like you just, you kind of carry that with you, um, with you throughout the day. So it's either that or you become desensitized to what's happening around you. And you're like, like Layla said, you it's expected now, right? It's like, yeah, that's just, that's just what happens. That's just our reality. Um, and you, then you become complacent because that's it's easier to be complacent than to constantly fight every single day to make change happen and deal with that. Other people speak. I had mad things that I wanted to say, but yeah, I just we're having a nice flow. So I didn't want to interrupt. But so going back to what we were talking when I think it was Michael that was saying that um, once Rona started, things started getting a little bit more difficult. So I just wanted to say that after that, well, not after, but during this pandemic, it kind of forced us to rely on the internet. And now we collectively understand how hard it would be if we lived our lives on it. Now we collectively understand how much human interaction means and in terms of sanity and being okay, because I'm more introverted than extroverted. And I was okay with it at first, but it gets to be a lot and it starts to make you feel like you're going crazy or you're not doing enough, you know, getting out, doing something with your life, you know? Um, And I think what Brittany said was like going on social media and seeing other people and comparing yourself. I think that's part of human nature too. So even if it wasn't social media, even if you see somebody on the street, you might compare yourself because human nature forces us to compete with each other unnecessarily because that's just how we're wired, you know, but social media definitely, definitely amplifies that problem because we just see it every other post. It's just like, yeah, I did this and I did this and weight loss tricks and this and this. It's like, nobody's supposed to look like anything. Okay. You like food, eat it. You don't like food, 
don't eat it. See where that ends up, you know? <laughs> like, you want to work out? Go ahead, get strong. You don't want to work out? That's fine. Let's watch some movies together, you know? It's like, it doesn't matter. People will sit here and try to put you in a box to tell you what you should and shouldn't do. When in reality, this is all made up. We're all going and doing this off the dome. We're just figuring it out as we go. So I think people need to just mind their business. Correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe minding your business could be something people need to fucking tune into. I think with the TikTok stuff, like the red flags and the zodiac signs, I was going to say that people like to bandwagon on things like that. Like, even if it makes no sense, they just go and agree with it and say, like, yeah, this is what we got to do. Even though, no, we don't have to. Like, don't be sheep. Use your own ma- use your own brain. If it makes sense to you, fine, do whatever you want. If it doesn't, fine, do whatever you want. Like, <laughs> just... Use your own mind. Don't just follow it because someone says, oh, yeah, do you know whales only weigh two tons? Have you ever seen a whale? You know that that's not facts. <laughs> and be like, yeah, I learned this the other. No, bro. No, no, honey, sweetheart. No. If you want to know, do some research. That was so super random, the whale thing. But it just goes to show how people would just listen to shit and just be like, yeah, that's facts. In reality, you have no idea what they're talking about. So, yeah, that was my little spiel. But that doesn't happen to me. I don't compare myself, like, walking down the street to people ever. It's only on social media. <laughs> I don't know. But I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, I'm weird. I don't know. So good. So good. I mean, everybody's different. So I probably shouldn't have said you do it. But everybody... Other people might compare themselves to other people that they see, especially if you're like downtown, because, you know, it's just way too many people down there every single day. Like, y'all don't got homes. Y'all don't want to just sit down, you know, have a seat. <laughs> it's not that great over here. You don't need to visit it as a tourist spot. Dang, there's, not, there's just a bunch of lights. That's it. Oh, God. But, yeah. <laughs> you said a little bit of what I wanted to say um, relating to, like, um, like how black people are um portrayed in social media um and then Brittany said a little bit what i wanted to say so right now i'm kind of just like eh. oh i'm sorry um tiktok um kind of like going back to it um when we was talking about how too much information can be like overwhelming um i think for me it, it really just depends on what we're like touching base on so like yeah if we're talking about like black lives and how a lot of them have um a lot of black people have died and there's not a lot of um justice for those deaths and everything like that um that's like yeah that's very overwhelming especially like for me a person that doesn't really like to talk about the whole like how black people are in america because like we know like i feel like us talking about it all the time is just like a constant reminder of like where no matter where i go or no matter what i do in our society i'm always just going to be looked at as black so um that is, yeah, negative. But like for me, I guess like with the whole working out thing, me being able to go on TikTok and just learn so much information about proper form, um, um, different workout routines, um, different um, diets, so many, so much, there's just so much information on um, something that for me is like a little hobby or something that I'm just like interested in partially. And like me being able to just access that information like literally at my fingertips I love that like me being able to look at someone like for example like 
I wanted to learn about making uh, money while just being able to sit at home or um, without really having to do much. So I started learning about cryptocurrency and stocks and bonds and all that. And the more and more that I'm able to access this information is the more I feel ready to actually go and take part in those things. Um, so like, I guess all in all, what I'm trying to say is that, yeah, like obviously there's negatives and positives to it, but I guess it's just how you manage it or how you go about how you want to use these social media platforms to, um, I guess, be able to go about them properly. Um, and then I guess the very, very last thing I wanted to touch on, again, going back to the whole um, Black people in America, was like the Juneteenth thing. I wasn't like I was happy that Juneteenth became a national holiday, but that's not really what he was asking for at all, because regardless of them making it a national holiday or not, one, we was going to celebrate it anyways. Two, um, it's like they just made it a national holiday, but didn't really like touch base on what it is. Um, and three, we just wanted police reform. <laughs> That's literally all we wanted. We just wanted to know that like police officers will be held for, will, will pretty much be judged on whatever action that they decide to do that is like unlawful. So it was like a Band-Aid on a situation that's just going to come back off in like a couple of days, which was, to me, it was very frustrating. Um, like, I'm happy, yeah, like, there's been people for decades or however long Juneteenth has been that has been trying to fight for Juneteenth or celebrate Hotteenth, um, celebrate Juneteenth or make it more, like, known to other Black people. But, like, I just didn't feel like that was the, the move that they needed to make. Because um, it's, like, I, I feel like it's kind of, like, I, I feel like it doesn't make sense to have Juneteenth be a national holiday that's, like, talking about like black people and how far we've come and like the emancipation proclamation. Sorry, that's hard for me to say. But then like we have 4th of July coming back up. And it's like, what the fuck are we celebrating? <laughs> so we're gonna celebrate us freeing black people and them being able to live. And then we're gonna go back to 4th of July <laughs> and then just be like, oh, well, fuck them again. <laughs> well, what's the point? <laughs> but uh, that's really all I wanted to say. I just find a lot of, I like the conversations that we had today. I really um, did enjoy them. But yeah, that was just like my takeaway from everything we talked about. Um, well, I had something to say before you said that, but before I forget, um, this is kind of what they did uh, like after like the protests and stuff this summer where they, they put, what was it, like Black Lives Matter or something like that on a street? They painted that? Yeah. It's like the, they do these grand gestures to shut us up because they're like, yeah, if we write Black Lives Matter on the street, they'll shut the fuck up. No, and damn well we won't. That's not, no, that's not how it go. Like, we didn't ask for that. Like, give us what we ask for. But they're like, mm, no, that seems hard. Let's just do this instead and then... We'll go from there. But what I was going to say before um, you started mentioning that was it was an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine like that. I don't know if any of y'all have ever watched it, but it was Terry Crews and he got stopped by another cop on the street because he was looking yeah, for his daughter's uh, little blanket thing. And then the cop essentially was like, oh, you should have had your badge on you or else I wouldn't have stopped you because like, what was I supposed to do? And he was like, all that all that guy saw was that he was black. He didn't see that he was a cop. He didn't see he was a father. He didn't see anybody who lived here. He just saw a threat because he was black. 
And I was like, oh, huh, that's y'all hitting me in the feels with this one. <laughs> like, I, I assumed Brooklyn Nine-Nine was like a comedy show, but that one, that was hard. That was hard to see. And I think because of things like that, it's, again, hard to let go of all the Black trauma because no matter what we do, like you said, it's just they're going to see a threat. They're going to see somebody who is not worthy of being treated like a person because they might hurt you. Some black people are bad. Some black people are good. Some white people are bad. Some white, some people are bad. Some people are good. So why is it that we are reduced to the ones that look intimidating or look scary or look threatening simply because we were born the way we were? I didn't choose to be this, nor did any of you. So why is it that this has to be my destiny simply because of the color I was born? Sorry. But um, yeah, again, gestures don't solve anything. Painting streets or making Juneteenth a holiday, that's great and all, but that's not what we were asking for. Yeah. Um, even like, for example, the stop Asian hate thing, which I support and everything, because, you know, a lot of Asian Americans or Asian people all across the world, people across the world were supporting Black Lives Matter, right? I'm all for um, the uplifting of people, pretty much people being uplifted, right? What annoys me is, as much as I agree with this, I feel like it's it's kind of foul that um, Asian people were able to get something passed before we were um, to protect them from unlawful acts. And we've been doing this for years. Like, like Dr. Umar, um, I watch his stuff every once in a while. Yeah, he's he's kind of like too much sometimes, but he be spitting facts for the most part. Um, he was talking about this on a podcast of how for years, decades, um, Black people have been trying to get bills passed um, that would protect us from unlawful acts. And it keeps on getting denied. But Asian people did it. Or I'm not saying Asian people did, but someone did it for the Asian population in America, and it automatically got passed. And even now to this day, we still, again, still don't have anything to protect us from um, anything unlawful. And I just feel like that's like a kick in the face because it's like, all right, cool. Like us, us Black people are all for Asian lives being protected because they march with us, they share meals with us, they share communities and stuff with us. And I guess as another minority in America, they know what it feels like to be like seen or like discriminated against but then it's like okay cool um now that that's now that that's done why can't we get something for us and i guess i I guess like white america looks at it as like oh well we gave you one thing so why do we have to give somebody else something but it's more of like bro we just want to feel safe even though you guys talk about america being like the land of the free and a place of equal opportunity and stuff for everyone. That's just not the reality. And I just don't feel like that should be something that's constantly talked about or constantly referenced when it comes to the American people, when the black American people in America don't get that. Um, but yeah, that was my last point. About Juneteenth, I wanted to say like, yeah, I agree with everything you said. And I feel like it's going to become a, this kind of situation where it's like, uh, like, clothing sale just in time for juneteenth right like i feel like that's what it'll eventually become um so that's my issue with it becoming a national holiday uh and there's another point there's something else you said and i want to talk about it but like i'm drawing a blank right now 
Um, yeah, I agree that it's going to just become for profit, kind of like what they did with Pride Month. Like, as soon as June 1st hit, rainbows everywhere. And it's like, you know, the LGBTQIA plus community is not reduced to just rainbows. You know, that's not, no, <laughs> there are plenty more flags, plenty more things you can do to represent instead of just using this as a a foot forward because it's easier for you than to just say like, all right, you guys have been discriminated against. We need to do whatever we can. Like big businesses have bigger voices so they can bring light to these like injustices that happen within these communities. But no, they're just like, mm, a lot of people seem to like this. I sales tactic. What? No, no, no. And as soon as June, what, 30th, 31st, whatever day June ends, all that stuff comes like they take that down immediately it's like wow it's almost like you guys don't really care hmm. interesting i was watching this docuseries about um asian americans right and uh like the issues they were going through uh at one point i think it was like around the time of world war ii uh some dude was on the street and he wound up getting attacked because some guy thought he was Japanese, but he was like Korean um, and he lost his life. And they went through this whole like the whole process of like they named like a street after him. And the two the dudes that um that wind up killing him were let off with like probation. And then that was it. And apparently like in like I, I don't remember how long ago, but you could pay a hundred dollars if you killed like, let's say, like a, an Asian person in America. You, you could just pay $100, and that was it, and you're fine. You didn't go to jail, nothing else would happen to you, and that was it. So people were like, that basically what was happening, and like, when, when, when this happened, it was like a repeat of that law. It's like, so what's the issue here? Why is nothing being done? Um, and then we, we jump forward a little bit, and uh, there's this video of this, like, black girl getting shot at by this uh, Asian, like, food store owner. And she got shot because the lady thought the, the girl was stealing and the girl wasn't stealing at all. So she like reaches over to grab the girl and the girl's like, get off me. She like hits her back. So then she pulls a gun out and like shoots the girl. So that was a huge problem. And then that's where like a big divide happened in like the black and Asian community where they weren't supporting each other. Because a lot of the people, a lot of these Asians that come here are immigrants and they don't always like view or, or realize all the civil like discourse that we have in America and why black people are so like, where are my rights? Why are we not equal? why like why like why do we have so many problems they don't really understand that so they come over here and they're like this is the greatest place i've ever been right I, at least to some extent but they're like this is really great i can do so much here so many people aren't taking like um aren't taking the opportunities that are given to them but it's like that's not really the case and um they just don't always understand it. it's not always being put into perspective but another positive about social media um is when it comes together i think it can be really powerful and really powerful movement movements can be created so for like BLM or like uh, last summer, um, Me Too, exactly. Me Too is like a, the biggest one, I feel like. But um, last summer for um, during like the marches and the protests, uh, Twitter was a big place for you to find out like where the cops were or like so you can be safe and um, like where you could go and where you can join in marches and stuff like that. So I thought like that was really cool. That's a big movement. Um, so, yeah, that's a time where it's like really positive and everybody in social media came together to to do good. With Okay, so back to social media, I feel like Tyler, the creator, said this once, like, somebody was, like, being bullied online, he was like, 
just log out like dumbass or something like that. Sound like him. Yeah. And it's true, but it's not at the same time. Like, I feel like it's kind of hard. Just because it's online don't mean it don't hurt the same way it can in person. Just because someone can't punch you in your face online don't mean their words not punch you in the face at the same time either. Like, some people can really take things to heart and end up hurting themselves or, like, killing themselves over people attacking them online. Like, I don't really think it's that easy to just log out because you still have to deal with the things people said after the fact. You don't know how people... They remember every single message they got with the hate and things don't go well after the fact. So I think that's, you just have to be a, maybe a strong-willed person. Not saying those people aren't strong-willed, but just like, I guess, a little tougher or able to like to ignore those things. Because I get what he was saying, but at the same time, it's not that easy for some people to just log out and then live their lives and be happy. Like the stuff they read can still follow them. So, or even after the fact, when they log out, people can like with celebrities or even like in the neighborhood, maybe somebody found all the comments. They could come to them in person and be like, bro, you logged out. Like (laughs) now you're going to deal with this in person now. Like you can't escape me. And it just gets worse. So, yeah. I guess like to add on to your point, um, Brittany, I think me being a kid that's like play video games and stuff like that. I have a different view on it. So, like, a black kid playing video games growing up, um, playing Modern Warfare and stuff like that. I got called the N-word. I got called everything. They made fun of my my mom, my dad. They talked about me being, because I'm black, me not having a dad, and the milk, the whole milk thing. And I'm not going to hold you when I was younger. Like, it used to hurt, like, a little bit. Like, eventually I realized that that was just, like, the community or that was just, like, the culture that, like, comes with gaming i mean it's it's definitely like simmered down as like i guess we've gotten older or like as times have changed like it's still definitely happening but i guess more people will speak up on it now but um i guess i wanted to say like yeah like i agree with the point that it's not as easy to um like just log off and be like okay but it's i also wanted to agree with your point of like maybe you just need to have thicker skin like I look at something like that as, like, character development. Like, yeah, you can take that situation. Cool. When the next situation arrives, how are you going to do with it? Are you going to let the words hurt you as much as it did before? Or are you going to develop thicker skin to be able to come to combat that? Or I don't even know, like, maybe something that happens in real life. Like, I feel like naturally there's just going to be people that don't like you for you. And there's some people that can take that and be like, okay, cool, I don't really give a fuck. But there's also some people that are just like, oh my God, like, why don't they like me? I don't understand. I'm doing everything to be liked by these people. And it's still not enough. And it's just like, bro, like, you got to go through your character development arc. (laughs) And you got to come back out a, a better version of yourself to the point where you understand that, like, cool, people don't like me. Doesn't mean I need to be treated anyway or let them treat me anyway. But it's also like, I don't need to feel accepted by them. I don't need to feel like if they don't like me, it's the end of the world. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, I think it's also important to mention, since you said that, that um, not everyone deserves to know you. 
not everyone deserves your energy, your time, all of that. There are people out there who just won't like you, like you said, and it shouldn't be the end of the world. And if you feel a certain way, I would say either address it or learn how to handle it better next time, because sometimes you won't get a chance to respond. Like on social media, anybody can respond to anything or unless they delete the post and then they got the last word in and then you're like, you raggy bitch. But no, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's simple, but it's not. It's simple, but complex because the simple answer is just don't respond, you know, don't feed into it. But if somebody's hurting your feelings, you want them to stop and you want to not revenge, I wouldn't say, but you want to react because that's just a natural human thing. If somebody is hurting you, whether it physically, emotionally, mentally, you're going to react in whatever way you react. So it's just, <laughs> I guess it's like having a strong will, but at the same time, sometimes you have to stand up for yourself because I think it was uh, Chris that said earlier, we get complacent with stuff like that. And if you get too complacent, you start to believe that that is all you deserve because of all those people and the fact of you not responding to it or not reacting adversely to it. And it's like, mm, no, no. By that logic, no one deserves anything, but no one deserves to be treated negatively simply because that person is having issues or whatever, you know. But it's a long-winded way of saying it's simple but complex. However you decide to react is how you decide to react, but not everything deserves a reaction and not everyone is worth your time. So it's up to the person. Doors have, excuse me, peepholes for a reason. Um, reacting, everything doesn't need a reaction. Um, I feel like when you react to certain things, you're allowing that energy to affect you. So I think that's not always necessary. But yeah, that's it. This is a wonderful conversation. <laughs> <laughs> with a special guest. Um I guess I guess the last question would be how do y'all feel about this conversation? Like what did you guys get any takeaways? Anything you learned that you didn't know? Like how we feeling? Uh I feel like I kinda exposed myself. I was gonna say, I guess like in Brittany's case, I when I look at you, Brittany, I think you're very like a very confident person. Um like you kind of like exude confidence so I feel like when you were saying that you being on social media and you're seeing like certain things and you're just like oh like you know what I mean it made you insecure I guess or it made you overthink certain things it was just like oh okay that's that's interesting I guess I never would have expected that from you not to say not in like a negative way I guess I think with the small group of people that we're having the conversation with that um it makes me feel like I'm not alone I guess with like the positive and like positive and negatives when it comes to like social media and how we view different things like police brutality and just like death and et cetera et cetera um and that we all have our different ways of coping with things um I personally sometimes will take uh, social media hiatuses because I it's just like overwhelming or just I don't need all this extraness in my life or it's like people are posting the same things over and over again and I'm just like all right I'm gonna go read a book or something or do something with my life instead of watching people flourish and like 
grown, whatever. Um, so like Brittany was saying, she doesn't do it personally, but I use, or I used to use like the time limit, um, screen time or whatever for iPhones. So just taking a break from social media and just being with yourself. Um, I wanted to say, uh, that, yeah, I feel like I expose myself a lot, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, and I guess maybe I kind of didn't explain it well enough how I've used certain things on social media, but for the most part, it's just comparing. I, only thing I, I'll say I don't compare is maybe like my body with other people's because I feel like I can I just can't help that but everything else for the most part is fair game I just be like oh they got that dang that's lit all right (laughs) so I just I don't know but it's a work in progress and I go through phases like sometimes I won't even feel that way and then all of a sudden I'll start to feel it a couple months later like popping up again and I'm like what's happening and that's when I it's time for me to get off and disappear so yeah oh um I'll just say my bit now um my takeaway from this conversation um I think what you can control conscious consciously you should right you should try to control that you should take those breaks when you start to feel like oh this is bogging me down you should um give yourself that space but I also think um a certain level of it is like subconscious uh, everything you come in contact with, I feel like will affect you a little bit, no matter what. Um, you can't always help that. So I feel like certain things that you're going to like, kind of, uh, think about later on, even if you're trying to or not. One last thing that I learned, um, was about like the Asian history, um, relating to like World War II and stuff like that. I did not know about the whole, like people being able to kill Asian people and just pay a hundred dollars and just be able to walk free like that is crazy to me that is ridiculous yeah um, it was like back in like the 1800s i think but yeah no, i think i think it's ridiculous like crazy that you could just do that damn okay so thank you all for participating in this wonderful conversation we appreciate the the guest star chrissy chris you know we appreciate it um if you're interested in being a part of the next episode or you heard something on this episode that you resonated with, you agree with, let us know. Uh, follow us on Instagram, the Boiling Point Podcast, you know. We low cute, you know. <laughs> it's not much on our page yet, but we real cute. So, yeah. Let us know. Tune in. Say, say bye to the people, guys. <laughs> bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.